What's up, family? Welcome back to the Stop Sinking Show, where we go from struggle to flow. If this is the first time you're listening to me, welcome. If you've listened to a couple episodes and you've gotten something out of it, this is the part of the week where I ask, and I remind myself even, to ask for you to share this show with someone that can get something out of it. Thank you. Let's get on to the show. I have a challenge for you all. Spend the next three days, just three days, expending extra effort to listen intently in every one of your conversations. I want you then a week from now, after those three days, a week from those three days, talk to those same people again and recall some of the things that you spoke about within those three days. Ask them for an update on it. Comment on it in some way. Recall it to address or add something to it or pick up from it into an extending conversation. That means you really have to pay attention in the next three days and remember some things. So a week from now, when you have this conversation, I want you to note if you get any noticeable reaction from that person. And if you aren't someone who tends to do this already, if you are like most people who live in their own world and are self-consumed even in your dialogues and conversations when you're supposed to be not self-consumed, when you're supposed to be present with somebody else, you will probably get a pleasant reaction. And what I mean by that is, you might see the person grow in their relationship with you. And I mean, how do you measure that? I know it sounds arbitrary, but pay attention to it. Maybe even in that conversation, they may go deeper than they've ever gone before in expressing their feelings, their aspirations, or something else. They might venture into extended depth to share more of what you recalled and brought back up and followed up on. You might see a side of them and more of their interests and their perspectives and may even gain a better understanding of something you didn't know before. Or they might just be surprised and slowly feel closer to you using the attention you paid them as evidence for the intimacy they have with you. And if you continue this level of listening and attention, you compound the positive direction your relationship heads towards. And I'm not saying this by any means to use this as mechanical manipulation. Trust me, everyone can tell the difference when you're not authentic. So I'm not asking you to play a game. What I'm asking you to do simply is to be more present and listen more intently with undistracted interest in a genuine way. And then, like you naturally would, become naturally curious towards the next chapter in that story, like you would with a TV series, and continue the conversation in a week and pick back up and ask for an update for the next episode of what happened in their life related to whatever that thing was that you brought up, you listened for, 
and became curious about. Simply, I'm asking you in a sense to care more enough that the other person feels your investment in their life. Almost as if they have company. They have a partner, a companion, a cheerleader, a confidant, a friend to walk alongside them and care about their idiosyncratic episodes of what they consider their mundane life. They have someone alongside to walk this lonely round ball in space with. And if you do this truly, unmechanically, in genuine spirit, actually being interested in the people in your life, simply by using your listening and attention and curiosity and recall, you'd be amazed at the magic you can unlock in your life. How rich it becomes with the depth of bonds you build with people. I guess my challenge to you reveals the point of today's episode, which I want to talk about is the source of all the richness in my life, all of which comes mainly from the relationships I have built in my life. And I'm not even saying that I rely on daily interaction with these relationships as a source of my joy. Especially this year, I've been totally disconnected from all my friends, being in a country in the complete opposite time zone as most people. What I am saying is that knowing that I have these relationships in the back of my mind balances a fundamental neurochemical that makes me feel whole. Just knowing that I have gone so deep in the hearts of so many people in my life and them in mine that I have built lifelong bonds with so many people who started out as neighbors, coworkers, clients, online friends, and then became brothers, I can really say that my life is rich because of these bonds. And again, even though they may hear from me rarely, just knowing the level of depth we have reached with each other that is rare enough to stand the test of time, balances my entire system and reminds me of what a success my life already is. Dan Miller says you can judge how well you've lived your life by your 3 a.m. list. How many people you can call at 3 a.m. that got your back and will leave the comfort of their bed for you to come for you? And by that measure, I am richer than I've ever been. Even though they got to get out of bed at 3 a.m. and then hop on a 12-hour flight just to get to me, but another point. And I said all that because I wanted to spend the time on how good that feels to have in your life. I wanted to explain how good that feels, how, how it balances me, to point towards one of the main things that I can attribute to the entire reason of why I get to have these rare relationships in the first place. And that is my ability to listen. My willingness to listen. My genuine desire to listen. My wholehearted curiosity and care to listen. My unencumbered by my own ego 
tendency to listen, my love for them to listen. And all that listening and remembering, which cannot be faked, you can't just remember things you don't care about. So all that caring, ultimately that shows up through listening, is what I can attribute to the entire basis of what I deem most successful about myself. And being someone who finds it difficult to call himself a success in anything, imagine what that does for my psyche, knowing I'm a success not just because I have a lot of friends, but because I have the deepest level of friendships. And the one thing I can thank for all that success is something I have never tried to work on because it came natural to me, and that's listening. And the older I've gotten, the more I've started to realize that this quality that comes natural to me is actually quite difficult for a lot of the people out there in the world. I've seen the spectrum from complete inability to listen to downright refusal to listen and complete disinterest in listening. I've started to realize what a missing and dying quality it is that we encounter people who intently listen and realizing what a shame that is because of how much they are missing out in the levels that they can unearth within their relationships. Especially today, where attention is the most scarce and almost impossible to earn even from your own family members, the person who remembers and recalls is a mythical character that naturally attracts people to him because he fulfills a fundamental desire that we all have, which is to be listened to. That's also our fundamental desire to be paid attention to, to be seen. And that's the irony of it all. With being heard being a fundamental desire and being completely starved of it in a world where that is becoming more and more scarce, we are all searching desperately and expressing it now through our posts, stories, and reshares Oh, just hear me. Don't you see what I'm trying to say? I share this meme because I'm hurting. I share this one because of my pain. This one because I care. This one because I want you to. We are starved and want to be heard and have this fundamental desire satiated. I first learned this from... I believe it was a Merriam Williamson book, I think. There's a Zulu saying that goes, it's a Zulu saying that they use as a greeting. And I hope I pronounce this right. Sao Bona, which literally translates to, I see you. The common response to which is, Shiboka, which translates to, I am seen, or I exist for you. Which is to say, 
even in the oldest of tribes, recognized this fundamental need to be seen, to be heard, and only when an existence is acknowledged do they exist. Once you see me, I am seen. Only then do I feel like I exist. And that is what you deprive people of when you don't listen attentively. You deny them their existence. And what stands in the way of making this happen and us satisfying others and their human desire of being listened to? What stands in the way is literally the exact same desire in us. It's a paradox. It's almost like our desire is in battle with their desire. Most of us are so self-consumed and wanting to be listened to. Most of us are so in need of attention. Most of us want a willing ear and someone to hold space for us so bad that we monopolize the conversation. And even at times, let's say in groups, we don't monopolize the conversation. Let's just say we're not just jumping in like we usually do and cutting people off as soon as we have an idea. Let's say we aren't just interrupting every second to be heard. Then instead, this desire of being listened to turns inwards as you go into your own head and pay too close of attention to the conversation that's going on in your own head and completely tune out from the group or the other person. Meaning, we again deny them their ability to be listened to because we are in our own heads during the times it's not our turn to talk. It's almost like we're not even there to have a dialogue or interaction. It's almost like we're just in our relationships to unload one-way traffic. Because we want to be heard so bad. And the other person is probably doing that to us when it's our turn to talk and not fully paying attention either because they're in their own head about what to say next or some other insecurity they may have. And therein continues the cycle of disconnected relationships who don't reach past surface depth. And this is where at least one of the parties has to break the cycle. And why not it be you? Why not simmer your desire to be listened to so badly? Just by a few notches. Enough to provide space for the other human when they're speaking. Be present for them even at least for a small stretch of time during the conversation that does make them feel listened to because you respond respectively and care enough to follow up on what they say at a later date. And then without doubt, you would not only have an abundance of willing ears being lent to you to satisfy your own human desire, but it will happen on such a level depth that you might even stop craving it. You might even start to feel rich in it, satiated by your access to it at any given time, even from halfway across the world. 
And you might provide this exact same feeling to the people who have access to you. They might feel satiated and rich in it as well. And oh, what an abundant, rich life you will all have. And what's the simple tool behind all this magic? Care and attentive listening. That's all your challenge is to do. Just to recognize the same humanity in others that you yourself seek to satisfy the needs of. And then see what happens. This is the only missing piece to the missing depth in your relationships. This shouldn't be as rare as it is, but because it is, it sets you apart. It's sure to set you apart. Your relationships will be deeper than anything you see around you. You will reach places inside the hearts of people that few get to touch. You will have relationships with people who rarely let people in. No amount of wealth in your bank account can replace this level of richness. And paradoxically, you probably won't even get to that level of wealth in your bank account without earnest application of this in your life, this listening, this attention, this care. Seek not to be understood, but to understand. Permit yourself to understand. Carl Rogers has this quote. He says, I have found of enormous value when I can permit myself to understand the other person. The way in which I have worded this statement may seem strange to you. Is it necessary to permit oneself to understand another? I think it is. Our first reaction to most statements, which we hear from other people, is an evaluation or judgment rather than an understanding of it. When someone expresses some feeling, attitude, or belief, our tendency is almost immediately to feel, that's right, or that's stupid, that's abnormal, that's unreasonable, that's incorrect, that's not nice. Very rarely do we permit ourselves to understand precisely what the meaning of the statement is to the other person, because we don't listen. So seek not to be understood, but to understand. Seek not to be heard, but to listen. I challenge you to a rich life, my friends. Love you always. See you in the next show. Please share this if you got something out of it. Love you.